0: Avla mockery reporting to you live from The Hague and Norwich, and this time even my ICT guy, called Joe Skipper, wasn't on time. What a surprise! Laptop, Joe, mate. let me talk, talk me through all the ICT quality checks. What 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 happened? Just
1: constantly wanted me to do pass password changes, verification, accept. It's just a nightmare. I, like I said to you, it's, it's easier to get into Fort Knox, mate, than it is to get into your emails on your desktop.
0: 25 minutes of training from the Mods gone. Completely gone. (laughs)
1: Luckily, you're on (laughs) so weeks you're freshening up.
0: That's right. So how have you been, mate? Like last week, we did the last podcast in Font Romo. And um, I want to hear some highs and lows, mate, especially lows. Give me some lows. Some
1: lows. I had a nightmare journey back. It took me so long. So what time did we leave in the morning? Five o'clock in the morning, didn't we, from Font Romo? Five
0: o'clock in the morning. What time do you
1: reckon I got back to my house? Past 12? Quarter past 12, mate. British time. Quarter past 12. (sighs) So it's like quarter past one if I was in, uh, if I was in uh, European (laughs) time. Nightmare. What happened? Loads of traffic on the way up to Calais. Then uh, we couldn't get on the Euro tunnel because uh, they're all booked today, that day and the next day. So then we looked at the ferry. We've managed to get a good time for the ferry. Got there. And then my dad was driving, and when we were meant to be going through the thing, I was like, get in that queue, get in that queue. Because you know when you're waiting for them, one queue starts nailing it, and they go through really quick, and you're like, that's the one we need to be in. So I said to him, "Yeah, yeah, go for that, or we're going to miss it. We wouldn't do it. Waited about 15 minutes. Then I said to him, swap with me, because I was like, I'll get us in. So I swapped with him, drove into that queue, got through. How much did we miss the ferry by? Five minutes. So we had a two-hour wait, mate, at the end of the, like, basically in a car park waiting for... The next ferry to come with there's like so we're waiting at this like duty-free shop there's no way you can you can't buy any normal stuff there's no cafe there's nowhere to get any like normal food so you're just waiting there for two hours then you get the ferry and then it takes like three hours the other side so it was like gone uh gone midnight by the time we got back
0: how, how um how was your uh dad and son relationship after that trip
1: uh, it's all right you did a lot of the driving to be fair so it weren't too bad <laughs>
0: It. didn't put any tension on the line <laughs>
1: no no it wasn't too bad I was just frustrating when he was just waiting there letting everyone else go
0: <laughs> yeah he's a pensioner now isn't he so he's like i've got the time joe i've got the time, time. well he
1: hasn't got he hasn't got to worry about anything has he
0: is that it for the highs and lows?
1: Um or, or have you... Yeah, i haven't really I mean I haven't really got any massive highs like um actually watching the Super League was quite a good high. That was the first time I've watched that in person. Like normally I watch it on TV, but actually if you get the opportunity to watch it in real life, I'd definitely recommend it. It was really good. They do one of them indoors, don't they, near you? Rotterdam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That'd be Rotterdam. Well well, that'd yeah, be a good true. one for you to go to.
0: Yeah, if I, uh, yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. Or
1: maybe take part like now you're swimming while well. There's nothing. Take, in a swim, you can't, On the bright side, you can't lose that much time in 200 meters.
0: Do you think you can You can brag yeah, it? You can brag your you way through? You can't
1: lose much time. And you've got that bonus power meter for your rare Zwift racing. You know that turbo. I would you t- use that turbo. They're fucked. They've got no chance.
0: They're completely fucked.
1: Just, you ought to do it. I reckon you'd be pretty good at that.
0: Nah, what did Max it's sure. say?
1: It's all about the luck, mate, of the treadmill. If you get a shit treadmill, you're <laughs> fucked on them indoor racing. Whereas if you get the bonus Did he say yeah, that? Yeah, if you get a bonus treadmill and they know when they're warming up and they're all warming up on the treadmills, they know exactly who's got the good treadmill. And you can just imagine you could be warming up and you could be like, I've got the shit one. So you imagine you take a twelve hour flight <laughs> or fourteen hour flight to Singapore. Imagine you get there, the treadmill that you have, you've got to use for all the racing. You've
0: got the you've got the best legs in the best world. Best legs in
1: the world and the shittest treadmill. You'd be like, shit, I've, just, I've yeah. just flown 14 hours to do this short race of 10 minutes. And I'm going to get yeah. screwed because I've got a really bad treadmill. Or like Gordon yeah, Benson, this. where his treadmill just stopped. And the guy from Zwift said, there's no problem. There's nothing wrong with it. And he's like, there is. He's not moving. <laughs> so he's running on it. And the guy on Zwift did not moving. Like, he's just stopped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he was basically out of the he's race. Out of the race.
1: They just gave him the time of, like the last place person or something, and he's like, "For fuck's sake!" He's like, "I was in a good position, and then the person just stopped running on it."
0: Traveled all the way, and my avatar won't fucking move. move. Yeah, <laughs> all
1: the way to Singapore. Just a short. It's not like you're going to the local shop. Is, <laughs> it was, Is it to Singapore? That was where one of them was. Yes, yeah, what I mean. Fourteen-hour flights. So you imagine you traveled fourteen hours. Holy, my my work,
0: <laughs> Do you? Um, I've got, I've got a couple of lows, mate. What's that? I've got a couple of lows. Uh, Do you want to hear the biggest one first or the small one first?
1: I'll go for the small one. Just a little warm up for this.
0: That that small one might isn't probably even a a real low. It's more like a. It's like it's like in the middle. It's a middle. More like. Um, Remember that I went camping, right? Yeah. So uh, I was sleeping in this glamping tent, which was like all right. Um, The first night when I got there. It was a crazy storm. Like you won't believe the storm that I've been through. Like I woke up in, at fr- 3, 4 a.m. in the middle of the night because it was like raining and thunder so bad. So I had a little look and I was thinking, see, the outside of my tent is actually something like hard plastic. So I knew I, I was all right. But the next morning, people were basically just getting out of their tents to have a little look around, basically, who's got. Who's in the shittiest place, you know? What do you mean?
1: Like it was all flooded or something?
0: Yeah. So some people would have like a tent that wouldn't be maybe 100% waterproof or it would be 100% waterproof, but not versus a storm like that. So people would just like get out of the tents, walk around the camping to see who's in a real camping K hole.
1: Oh yeah. And were you?
0: I was not, I was not, mate. But I just, I, I could just see, people see, enjoying it to see other people suffering, like hanging the wet clothes outside in a mattress.
1: You know, that's one of the reasons why I don't like camping. And one of the other reasons was I did it before and someone came in my tent while I was asleep. Someone came me your yeah. tent? You got no locks ever on it. Like someone fucking opened it up. My dad, got, my dad got robbed at a festival, like he was camping, like snoring. They obviously knew he was when,
0: when was that? In the 1980s no, this was recently.
1: Stuff. This was within the last three or four years. Recently? Recently, within the last three or four years, he was camping. He went to went a to Latitude He went to a festival. a Latitude festival. Festival. Latitude festival, mate. He used to go there every year, and someone robbed his wallet out of him while he was asleep in the tent.
0: Oh, wow. And I, I had uh, someone come why- in.
1: Like you know, you, you don't know what they're after. You know, I know a lot of these swingers. He wanted and to wake stuff like that.
0: Do all he wanted these to <laughs> camping trips, do not they? So you know, I was like, thinking he wanted like, to wake, he wanted to wake the prince up with a little kiss. Yeah,
1: it could have been even worse. It might have been more than a kiss. You know, I mean, some people probably, some people probably do camping on the, on the off on the hope that someone does wake on like that. But you know, you get people coming to your tent by surprise. You get your wallet nicked. It's like I'm struggling to see the benefits Dude, of. Them.
0: I've, I've, <laughs> I've never, ever heard of this in my life before, but that's why you maybe need a caravan, Joe. I can see you in one of the caravans. But anyway, I can tell you a massive, massive low that would maybe put you off camping.
1: What, more than that? Well, more than someone nicking your wallet or like coming in for like... Trying, bigger. Like,
0: uh... This one is bigger. This is a real low, mate. So um, that storm the first night, right? So uh, basically there there isn't any toilet or shower in the tent, Right the toilets is it's like this communal toilet building about two 300 meters away but it was absolutely carnage that night so i was thinking i'll just put a little bucket besides my bed like in the corner <laughs> like one of these big buckets and i'll just pee in that one like there's no way that i'm going out in the rain in the middle of the night where to did have you a get the bucket from for t- uh, there was this really small kitchen in that thing. You couldn't cook Basically, or do anything. you but pissed
1: in a saucepan that someone else is going to have to use the next time. They-
0: <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> a saucepan. It was a bucket. Yeah, someone <laughs> else is going to be cooking
1: their pasta in a saucepan you're pissed <laughs> in. right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Tampons> great <grapevine>. time. <laughs> Your pasta has made the, the next- seasoning on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so already it's got a bit salt oh, in there. God, just- but anyway, the next morning I woke up and my coordination was a bit fucked. Well, you reckon, I knew I had to I had to step over that bucket and I knew, watch out, oh, mate, no, you watch out. It over I and my damn ankle, mate, it, it kicked that damn bucket through the whole flipping tent. It was 6 a.m. in the morning and literally I was standing there and that bucket was was proper full. Oh, you know? like, God.
1: How many more days I, did I was you have to stay in there for as well?
0: Four. It was like literally the, after the first day. Oh, so nice. I, I stood there literally saying like, Tom, what have you done? What have you done? Like, why do you have to do this? You knew that thing was there. And I stepped over it. I was thinking like, watch out. But then the coordination is not that great in the morning, you know, through the whole flipping tent, 6 a.m.
1: What did you do to clean it up?
0: Well, get a shitload of toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How how do you think my face was when when it happened?
1: Uh, I'd be gutted. I absolutely, yeah yeah like that would be horrible first night as but, well so you've got but, to put up with it for four days
0: but the good thing is if you've got a caravan you have a toilet
1: yeah but people don't like weaning their own caravan do they because then you've got to sort out all the uh toilets and clean them out and everything don't you?
0: <laughs> all right on to have you got any heists this week um
1: not really no actually well I, I mean i guess i could say like my training's been going all right like that is that does that count as a high or not or is that just like you know it's like saying you had a good week at work in it
0: yeah it is but it can be a high isn't mate. It? if you're finally finding pleasure at work yeah, all it right be. i've yeah. got that That's you're finding the joy in the office again finding really. the joy in the office <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 all right that's all right all right let me go through with a big high, mate i came back from italy uh yesterday uh, we had the charity event going on, Stealthy of Life, and um, we raised 1.18 million, so uh, 1.2 million. I thought that was 1,100
1: euros you made when you posted it out. 1,100 euros? Yeah, I thought that was what the check was for.
0: No, that was uh, 1.2 million, mate.
1: He's raised 1,100 euros. Look at them.
0: No, 1.2 million. <laughs> um yeah, so basically, uh, but but uh, uh, besides that, like it's a lot of money for uh, um, uh, the charity event uh, that I'm supporting is for uh, uh, cancer treatment based on their DNA. I won't go into details on uh, on on all that, but. Um, what also gives me uh, a good feeling is like some of these uh, uh, companies that were participating in the event, like some of the uh, uh, their co-workers, have, like I've have never ridden a bike before, I've never run their lives before. And then they took on like the Stelvio challenge for them. The Stelvio is How long a did it take thing, them to right? ride up
1: it? What was like the slowest person take? Like two and a half oh, hours? Like,
0: what did you say? Two and a half
1: hours to ride up?
0: No, more than three, mate. Like three, three, three and a half.
1: And are they working hard the whole way? Like they're battling or are they got the gear? Yeah,
0: they're battling. Yeah, yeah. For them, it's like a really a big thing, you know? So I started off like months before with them to do like uh, training sessions and talking through. through. Um, and they were so nervous of all that. They thought it couldn't do it or whatever. You, you can't imagine. Like it was, for example, this woman, she was like 130 kilos. And she took on this challenge, first of all, to raise uh money for charity and second of all to like become a bit like fitter she lost like 25 or 30 kilos yeah. she came up and like for her it means like a lot so afterwards when i speak to someone like that is uh that that's like i would say better feeling than i man isn't it because someone conquers something that they didn't think they were possible of doing my dad
1: conquered out the before took him three hours to ride up it
0: yeah so exactly it, every hairpin yeah exactly and and stuff like that the better mate of
1: optimal fitness
0: He's in peak optimal Yeah, fitness? he's in
1: peak optimal You know, he we went down there. We were going down the climb. This would Imagine how scary this would be. He was going down the descent of Alp d'Huez, 9% gradient. So imagine how quick you pick up speed and his handlebar snapped coming into a hairpin. So he literally-
0: His handlebar snapped. Handlebar
1: snap. snapped. You imagine, you're trying to brake. You can't steer the bike because your handlebar snaps off coming into a hairpin. He had to like use his feet to stop. I think like somehow he managed to stop. But I mean, you could end up going off the side of the mountain, couldn't you? Like 40 miles an hour, like- that was so lucky wasn't it
0: mm-hmm. yeah that was pretty lucky damn <laughs> joe i also want to quickly um say something to our, to our mate fabian he was with us on a training camp and uh um he did he did a race last weekend he actually didn't want to do it cuz uh, um he suffers on the on the mental side of racing, doesn't he? Like he he um, and I think that aspect isn't often talked about, like the mental aspect of racing, the pressure people put on themselves. You and I, we don't really have it. Well, maybe a little bit, but not as much as, as some of the athletes, and it's often uh, like that neglected. And uh, I just want to say, and I'm also speaking for you. I know that he's listening. That we're proud of him, isn't don't we? Like he didn't have a great race because he said he str- he struggled again with mental problems. But I think it's a start. It's a start to get out and race and just get one done. I mean, um, he said he's not racing again. Race.
1: He said he's not racing again until he thought it out. because I asked him.
0: I know, I know, but I I just want to say that I'm I'm proud of him that, that he did it anyway. Like, is um, it's probably hard, but I think he loves the training, doesn't he? He's yeah, a decent he athlete. Decent. he's a, he's a great, got the, he's an awesome cycle. Shame
1: he has got the mental he's problems because it's holding him back. He could be uh, getting some decent results, couldn't he?
0: He does because he's absolutely running. He's absolutely phenomenal. What did we call he? him? The the white Kenyan. The white Kenyan in German. The, the white Kenyan. So uh, Fabian, we need we need to talk. By the way, Joe, uh, one time about like uh, uh, nerves, about maybe uh, uh, the mental aspect of racing. Uh, do you, of get, you get the professional?
1: You, do you get nervous before an Ironman?
0: Um, well, it depends. It depends because. Uh, with regards to challenge Almere, I can I can safely say that I I do am already a little bit nervous. But I think first of all, it's a good thing because it means that the race means a lot to you. Um, and I also, I also think because. Uh, but when do they
1: really start playing up for you? Like when does it? Because you might well, say you feel it a bit some, now, but you're not really properly nervous that you can't sleep now, are you? So when does it? For
0: for some. For some races, it's like four or five days beforehand or when I'm really thinking about it. For for other races, it's like literally a day before it and not that bad. But it depends for me how much that race means to me, to what, be honest. So
1: if you were doing Kona, you'd be feeling nervous four or five days beforehand?
0: 100%, yeah. Really?
1: What, where you couldn't sleep? You'd be that nervous that you couldn't sleep?
0: I, I would be able to sleep, but I, I would just be... Uh, um, throughout the week, I would be... Uh, a little bit a different person I'd say I, I'm I'm quieter uh, I sweat a lot I always sweat a lot but like more more on my armpits I can just tell that I'm, I'm really? more nervous uh, thinking about stuff uh, like I can't screw this race up I need to get a result um, also now for for Almere you know it's like a home race a lot of friends family I've got sponsors coming to watch um, and also like the preparation was really good really hard but it was quite short um, so I don't really know what fitness I'm in to like what kind of race I'm looking at. Um, you know, just so many things. So yeah, it it, it I, I get the nerves. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. Like, I think it makes me realize that, that the race means a lot to me. Um, but like you say, I don't think, so you, you don't have any, any nerves for any race? Yeah, like, yeah, I get uh, nervous for the when, race,
1: but not four or five days beforehand. Like, well, I do, I forget stuff when I get nervous. So I lose my wallet all the time.
0: <laughs> so you're always nervous. You always forget <laughs> stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but forget where I put my wallet, my car keys, stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, really forgetful. But it doesn't come on until, like, I don't know, maybe two days beforehand, something like that. But you're always a bit nervous before the race. But, like, I think the worst yeah, bit is just before until, they get the, until the gun goes off. And then true. as soon as the gun goes off, that... I find all the nerves go away. And you're, like, in the moment then, aren't you? But when you're waiting there before the start, that two minutes before and you're in the water, sculling or whatever, I find that that's where your nerves are at the, at the worst, aren't they?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But also, um, have you ever had so many nerves that you uh, almost had to throw up? No. No. No.
1: No. Never had that.
0: I've I've had that for a couple of races. Really? Yeah. I've had. Yeah, yeah. Even when I was an amateur, where you're like, you've got nothing to lose. You probably come in like that. my first year at Kona. I was like, what were you? If you take this seriously, where you come in like two hundred? You probably took too much caffeine. Like, too many bangs. No. No, I didn't have any bangs back in the time, back in the day. But um nerves is probably something different than the mental aspect of racing. Um what 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 some of the athletes are struggling. I wouldn't say that you and I have uh, have got that the, the mental struggle.
1: The mental struggle. The struggle goes on.
0: Yeah, because I uh, when you and I had a chat with Fabian, um, he bottled it on the hill climb, didn't he? For us, it's hard to understand, isn't it? It's hard to understand.
1: When we did that hill effort, he, he bottled it, didn't he?
0: Yeah, because he said he, he couldn't. Yeah, he was well, he was yeah. trying to get
1: out of it before we started, wasn't he? he? Said the my yeah. nerves, my nerves, and I said, don't look at your power meter, just 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 go hard.
0: <laughs> we'll save this for uh, for another time, yeah. uh, Joe. But Fabian, um, I'm proud of you, mate. Yeah, get into another um, race,
1: Fabian. Like you've you can get a result.
0: <laughs> yeah, just get, <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> um this this week joe do you what do you want to talk about kona because we posted up something last week saying that you weren't going to kona uh the prices of the accommodation is absolutely ridiculous like triple the price of uh a couple of years ago um we thought we'll uh talk through kona right
1: yeah so i've got a couple of things about kona like the thing is the accommodation is absolutely ridiculous but like my arguments with like racing in Kona in general, it's like from an athlete point of view is there's a lot of pressure on athletes to race in Kona. And the costs are absolutely extortionate. Like when I looked on there, you know, the other day, mine had been canceled. It said the average nightly price on Airbnb, this is in pounds as well. When I said 10,000 pounds, people on other things were quite me, it's $10,000, but it's like more than that. Um, But the average nightly price it said was 1100 quid. So you're talking about going there for 10 nights. And the average price of a room, which could be in a shared house. And bear in mind, some people are including cars, aren't they? Have you seen it on, on uh, Airbnb, like the back of an estate yep. car. That's like an old banger, yep. 300 quid a night. They want for it. It's like, are you for Absolutely real? Absolutely
0: ridiculous. Yeah, you get a
1: five star hotel in London for that price. Like they're selling a car. That's probably only worth 3000 pounds and they want three grand for like 10 days. But anyway, I said 1100 quid for a night. I think that's ridiculous. And like with a lot of pros especially ones like if you haven't got like a massive amount of money or sponsors and everything, they're expect you're expected to go to Kona and then you might be spending minimum 10 grand to 15 grand if you want to do it properly, you know, if you want to go somewhere to train first, because that's the thing. It's not like you want to go there and stay there for five or six days and do a race and not really prepare well, because what's the point in that? You know, if you go there, in my eyes, you want to go there and prepare 100%. 110%, you know, you want to be in the best form of your life and you want to prepare as well as you can, so you can get a result. Otherwise, why are you wasting your time going there? You know, it's the world championships. It's like,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: coming from there from Europe, I think you ideally need to be there minimum two weeks before, I think two weeks of pushing it, to be honest. Um, especially if you're heading straight to Kona. Um, so basically a lot of athletes are expected to spend 10 to 15,000 pounds. Some of them hadn't even got houses. They're not on the property market or anything. And there's no guarantee they're going to get any money back. And that's like a deposit on a house for some of these people, you know, and they could be losing that money. And it's expected that pros will go there. And I worked out that at least the bare minimum, including some athletes that are going for America and other areas, 80% of the pro field will lose money on Kona. 80%. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine in other sports, if you were asked to go to the world championships and you knew that 80% of the pros that you'd be racing against would lose money, not even break even.
0: Would like... Would pay a lot of, like not a bit, but a lot of money to perform. Well, their could you job,
1: imagine, right? If you're in boxing and someone says you can fight Tyson Fury, but you've got to pay yourself to get there, you've got to pay all the expenses, and if you lose, you're not going to get any money back. But if you win, you'll get the millions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you you don't get that. You know, you don't get that, and it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that like Iron Man should definitely have to pay, but what I'm saying is the pros also don't have to accept. That they've got to pay and they don't have to feel pressurized into racing if ironman don't want to pay Mm. then there shouldn't be so much pressure on pros going there because at the end of the day like you're doing it as a business decision and if you need to get sixth place to break even then it's not that good a business decision to invest all that money to go to kona to try and win a little bit of money you know and if ironman like to promote it as the world championships and they like to say all the best athletes to go in there. And they like to get a load of buzz about it. And all the sponsors do as well. Yet the pros are expected to be the ones that fork out all the money for other people, for a lot of other people to gain from exposure and the publicity. Because I think if all the pros didn't race Kona, would it have that much of appeal on the age group field? Would there be the buzz around no, Kona? I don't think so. So Iron Man love getting all the benefits of having all the pros there. Without actually putting in a lot of the a lot of the money. And the pros are just expected to it's like in triathlon, it's expected that pros will just pay whatever it costs to go to Kona and just accept that they're gonna lose a thousand pounds. Let's
0: let's quickly um let's quickly talk about price money again. If you win the race, what's it like 150 grand?
1: I think it's like 000, I think roughly, yeah, that's what it was.
0: If you get if you get sixth,
1: six, I think it's eighteen thousand dollars. But bearing in mind if you're outside of America, 30% of that is gone in tax straight away. You can't like offset yeah. it against your own expense. You know, you can't get it and offset it against oh. your own expense. So, well, you can, but like you've got, you've lot, you can't get that money back, you know, so you're automatically losing, you know, like 30%. Whereas if I was getting paid that money in the UK, potentially you could offset it against expenses and you might not be paying all that in tax. So basically uh, $6,000 of that is gone. So you get $12,000 for sixth place, but then you don't get any sponsor bonuses for sixth place. So that's the, for me, that's the clincher. Fifth place, you get twenty thousand dollars, but you, a lot of sponsors will pay bonuses down to fifth. So then it adds up quite a bit more for fifth. So the difference between fifth and six is quite a bit. So six, if I got six, then I was like, you know, paying for everything myself to get there. I'm not. I'm not going to make any money from that. I'll, I'm probably mm-hmm. just about going to cover my expenses, and that'll be it. I might end up down if I include like spending so, money.
0: There's exactly uh, so the paradox is because um, a lot of people would say. Um you're one of the best athletes in the world. You should go there because you have the chance. You should invest in yourself. Uh you're it is a gamble, it is, but um you are very likely to make it back or uh later on if you're in your 80s, you might ever regret making the decision about not going because money was more important to you.
1: That's true, but then what I would say is how many people would expect to pay money to go to work with no guarantee of actually getting paid for the job you do.
0: Yeah. But that's entrepreneurship, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But then
1: you could say I could do another Ironman and I could make more money than if I got fourth place in
0: Kona. Exactly. Exactly. That is, that is the choice you could make. Like you could, you could either play it safe and win small or play it big and win big or lose big, that is that is a hard decision. I mean, especially uh, for a professional that doesn't make a lot of money. Kona is the Walhalla. Um, but it is as a professional decision you have to make. How how important but it is it? I just to you. think but, it's
1: wrong that all the pressure is put on the athletes to lose the money. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: But looking at looking at, for example, the traction we had on the post, um, it shows you that a lot of people do think that for professionals, it's actually ridiculous that they do need to pay a lot of money, like not not a small bit, but like a lot of money, to participate at the biggest event. I don't the world. know
1: another sport in the world where you would have to pay that much money to compete in the world championships. I don't. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know any sport. I can't think of any where there's no funding to go, or you would have to be expected to pay that. Like maybe there must be out there. But I, I, don't know. I don't know any. Like I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know, and you think,
0: of- and it's already hard. It's already hard for a professional to make. it. Well, an I,
1: event. I think to be honest, if the PTO was to do a long distance race a week or two before Kona, that'd be the end of Kona. No risk, yeah. guaranteed to wait, cover your costs with the PTO race two weeks before Kona, double or comp- could be triple the prize money of Kona. I know what race I'm going to go to. If it's two weeks before, like I'm going to go to the one where there's more money. There's no guarantee of a loss, and uh, you know, it's going to get
0: what. But- why would you then race, for example, Ironman Wales and not uh, Dallas?
1: 100K, mate. I'm not a 100K racer. <laughs> like if it, oh, so if uh, the, you mean the distance? The, yeah, if the PTO race about- is 200K, I'm in. I'm in. But 100K race, it's less than a, it's less than a 70.3. That's right. not it's not my it's yeah. not my thing, mate. You know, I'll watch Dallas <laughs> and I'll watch it from home on the couch. But like, I ain't going to go all the way there to do a 100K race. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's not my not my thing.
0: <laughs> all right, fair enough, but. um to cut straws here, uh, Joe, are you going to Kona?
1: Yeah, probably I'm going to go to Kona, yeah.
0: And why did you change the decision? Why are you going? Do you think the th- the thought of you're able to compete, like you've, you're, you're really fit at the moment, you're, you're stoked how things are going, and weighing it up with like the cost, mm-hmm. did made make you change your mind?
1: Well, to be honest, I got some help from some of my sponsors, and also I think I would have probably ended up going to Kona. But the thing is, you just begrudge mm-hmm. the fact that there's no support, you know, uh, you know, and, it's, you know, there's not much support and you're kind of expected to uh, do it all yourself. I mean, like, for instance, like, I mean, you, you it'd be good if Man were to say rent a load of accommodation out with that hotel, you know, the King Cam. And basically mm-hmm. you could do some media stuff for Man during the week, they promote it. And then um, if you want any nicer accommodation, then obviously you pay for it yourself. But, you could get that. But um, also the one thing That's I want to the- say is the exposure I think in Kona from the race is absolutely terrible unless you're at the front of the race. Now they literally just have motorbikes that focus on the front group on the bike. So if you don't get out to swim at the front, it's very unlikely you're going to get any exposure until on the run because the cameras just stay at the front. So in terms of actual television coverage, that like, actual exposure you get as an athlete yourself, I think it's very small unless you're literally right at the front. So I mean, people like Fredino, Alistair Brownlee, you know, the guys that for swim front pack and a strong sightless, but them it's fantastic because they're getting like five, six hours, you know, of TV coverage, potentially eight hours if they like lead from gun to tape, which, you know, uh Fredino's done numerous times. But like for the guys like me, that are coming from behind on the swim. There's, you, you're generally not probably going to get that much exposure until the very late stages mm-hmm. of the race.
0: I feel you bro. I've got Challenge Almer coming up. It's get being broadcast as a European Champs race. I don't think you're gonna see me once on that live stream. Mate,
1: the run course is only 6 ks so we should see you at some point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should see me at one point. Yeah, fair but enough. But there's no coverage in Wales. Yeah.
1: That's disappointing because that, that like that's, it, I think it's a, a massive thing when you get the coverage in there, some of them races. It is. it, it is. does get you a lot more like exposure.
0: Is there uh, something else you want to say about Kona? What about age groupers needing to pay a lot of money to get there?
1: Well, I think it's just crazy for everyone, isn't it? I mean, like, and the fact that the accommodation costs have gone up loads now.
0: With with regards to like age groupers, one thing it is, um, someone sent me over like this article saying um, that the average salary of the Kona competitors in 2019 was something like 250 grand. I'm not surprised. And 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 I I was there, and I'm not one of them.
1: Yeah, it's just, I'm not surprised because I know someone that messed me. He's a doctor, and he said he wasn't going to Kona this year because it was too expensive. And it makes you think. I thought about that, and I thought, wow. So like doctors, lawyers, they're like some of the best jobs, like for normal people, unless yeah. you've got like your own business. So basically, it's getting to the point now where unless you've actually set up your own business and you've you know you've 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 got your own company you're probably unlikely to afford it unless you want to rack up a credit card or, you know, just spend a very high percentage of your salary on going to a race. And if you've got kids, a wife, family, you know, I dread to think how much that's going to cost for some people, you know.
0: Exactly. And and also it starts to turn into a race where it's only for uh, like uh, um, the very, it's like a very rich white race, isn't it? Like, whereas it's actually the race, what you want it to be is, the best in the world where it's right now it's the best rich people in the world well
1: i think the fit the appeal with kona in the past from what i see from other people is what's always got people going there was the fact that it was so hard to qualify that it had a lot of prestige about it so when people did qualify they always wanted to go because it was so hard to qualify they never knew when they were going to get the opportunity again whereas now from what i've heard at some races they can't give away the slots because they're so expensive so people aren't taking them and apparently in a couple of the Ironmans towards the end of this qualification period, they end up saying in the room, who wants to go to Kona? Because they had, um, you know, spare spaces. Whereas in the past, that would have never have happened. Like as soon I never, you very no. rarely ever saw it roll down unless someone had already and also, qualified. And
0: also in the past, you could have like uh, accommodation. I've had accommodation twice for something like 10 days or two weeks for $1,500, Euro, uh, $1500 maybe $2,000. For like four people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And now you're talking more than triple that now, you know, whereas like before it was, it was expensive, but it was affordable, you know, you could do it. And like, it wasn't that bad, you know, it was always the most. I mean, it
0: was like all the, all the places in Hawaii are pretty skanky, right? It's all, it's all a bit old fashioned, but, and, and you pay like $100 a night, $150 a night, which back in the days... I find a lot of money for what you get, but it's really cheap compared to what you're paying now. But now
1: I saw places they wanted to, oh they wanted like ten thousand eight 000 to ten thousand dollars for it, had no air con. It was like a shed in someone's garden. And I was like, You've got to be kidding me. You want me to spend eight grand to stay in that shed with no aircon? And I was thinking, No way I'll be roasting in there. Like, I use aircon in England in the summer. Like I ain't gonna survive Kona without aircon. Like in a shed. Can you imagine how hot so, that would be?
0: Um you managed to um, to get sponsors to uh, uh, support your uh, journey to Kona. Yeah, yeah, some of them have like helped that's, me out, so uh, that's, so that's really good. Oh, that's really that's really generous. Speaking of Joe, Traveler mockery uh, might still go to Kona. I can book the flight tickets, and um, Pep and I will just sleep on the beach. Camp mate. on
1: the beach, mate. You're used to camping now. You've had your Walmart.
0: I, I I was thinking though, I can just uh, go there, rock up, go to the Walmart buy a tent, buy a bucket, and I'll be sorted. Well, just you know? go to
1: the swimming pool, mate, and use the shower there.
0: Go to the swimming pool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, but I just need to find a place where I can put up the tent. Beach. On the beach. On the beach. The beach.
1: Be comfortable because the think... beach is soft. Yeah, loads of people I camp know. on the beach in Hawaii. That, that's what they're like, beach bombs out I,
0: there. Pe- Peppa sent me a message today. So he's the videographer that I did videos with uh, in St. George. and he said, I love camping. Hey, mate. Yeah. He said, hey, mate, is there any update with regards to Kona? Do I still need to reserve the dates or is it off? I said, well, um, I do think we need to go. So keep the uh, the dates in line. He said, have you got accommodation? And I said, uh, working on sort it. of. I'm working on
1: it. I'm working <laughs> on it.
0: I'm trying to find a nice beach. <laughs> so I'm curious to see when we land in Kona and I'm taking him to the beach. And first we go to Walmart. And he said, what we're we doing here? And we'll buy an a tent. Just don't tell him. Tell him you've and, got and he'll somewhere say, really
1: nice. It's It's off uh, Alley Drive, and it's right on the uh, beach.
0: We're going. We're going Glamping, and then he'll say in the uh, in, in in the Walmart, "What's the bucket for then?"
1: In case we need a <laughs> week in the night. Tell him. Uh, tell him you've got somewhere romantic. It's right on the ocean, just off Alley Drive. It's lovely. Prime location, mate. You're like we've got lucky to find this.
0: I'll I'll just wait to a week before or five days, two days before, till someone cancels their accommodation. I'll just get in touch with the Airbnb owner and like, hey, looks like you're not getting your ten grand. But they're very stubborn yeah,
1: because I tried to knock a few of them down and they weren't taking anything. They're very. stubborn
0: yeah but stubborn. still take it's still it's still a month, mate. It's still a month. Yeah, to I own. know, I
1: know, but I think they're they're pretty stubborn out there, mate. Like, all right. Uh,
0: they like the smell do of you dollars, say some, mate. <laughs> You, <laughs> i like a smell of dallas what um let's go on in uh, about chilling solmere and wales so when are you going to wales i'm going
1: there on wednesday mate wednesday morning
0: are you bringing the chimp
1: yeah i'm gonna bring the chimp and i'm gonna bring two dogs to calm it down
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so you go in there and there's a course wreck you're doing on thursday yeah right?
1: thursday morning i'm gonna go around the bike course and just check it out a bit See what, see what it's what, like. What, what, what,
0: what, what's the, what course are you going to ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I posted that, that I was doing a course recce on on Wednesday and uh, on Thursday and someone uh, sent me a message and they said, what's, what's, have you, what's the route you're doing on Thursday? I was thinking, well, course recce pretty, would well, have thought was pretty self-explanatory, you know, I'm going to ride around the course. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so,
0: so if you want to dog, if you want to join Big Skip Dog for a ride around the course, which is basically the race course, um, nine thirty. Oh, no, wait. I'm going to do the uh,
1: the big loop. There's a big loop and there's a small loop. So I think it's about 100k, something like that. I'm going to do that.
0: All right, I'm going to do Challenge Solmere Course recce tomorrow on a Tuesday. That's
1: fast, isn't it? That course.
0: I don't know. I've never seen it. You've never done it? I've 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 ridden there once on a normal road bike. Oh, right.
1: There's if the
0: I do know there's not a lot of corners.
1: Yeah, if you do the there's one but road, just like 50k straight, I think.
0: It's a it's a 180k, very flat route with like two bridges, and I prepped very well in the Pyrenees for it.
1: But you think the Pyrenees probably is quite good prep because on some of them long climbs, the gradient's really consistent for like an hour at a time, True. which is similar to Almere. You know, there's no, there's no stops, is there? You're just constantly pedaling for an hour. I,
0: I do think that it, it makes you super strong for a, a, uh, a flat course. The only thing that, um, uh, makes me unsure whether is the uh, amount of hours you need to spend in the TT bars, um, without getting out and with regards to lower back problems.
1: Lower back problems.
0: Yeah. Because in Fond Rameau, we haven't done one ride where you would do more than two and a half hours in a TT yeah, bar. Like yeah, already... k Yeah, but that was not all in the TT bars, mate. No, a lot of it was. There weren't it. Oh, I want to tell you a high, by the way. I almost forgot about it. I did a loop around the Lake Garda, 150Ks, all in the TT bars, or almost. And when I was uh, about 30Ks in on the ride, I saw there's three old dudes, like, mega old dudes and they were chain ganging mate they were chain ganging hot sexy bikes were they were like like,
1: pinarellos or something were they on
0: yeah pinarellos they were like uh, chain ganging shaved calves looking fit and i said i came past on my tt bike and i said come on jump on my wheel jump on my wheel and at that point he did it they joined me for the rest of the ride so 120ks i picked up the pace Uh, i averaged for the whole ride 36ks an hour with the last hour 42ks an hour they stayed on my wheel the whole time on their road bikes, and sometimes you could hear like, uh, and I thought <laughs> one of them was getting a heart attack. So one of them, they were called Roberto, Francesco, and Fernando. One of them <laughs> was seventy-five years old, seventy-five. What one, one, was, one was
1: it? 60- Francesco.
0: Uh, I think so. I don't could know have been Fra- Fra- which one. Could have been I've Moser. got a picture. I've got
1: Francesco Moser. I've,
0: I've- I've got a picture of it. Uh, so 75, 68, and sixty five, and they did a they uh, they've done a two hundred k loop, which of like hundred and thirty k's in my uh, in my wheel, but like full on pedal to the metal, mate. And they were like just hanging on. It was awesome. Did, it was did, did they awesome. finish
1: at the same spot as you? So they spoke to you at the end.
0: No, they had to crack on. They had to crack on. They were doing more? And that, sometimes that that seventy towards the end, that seventy five year old guy sometimes got dropped. But I was going pretty fast in the flex sessions, so I just I just hear off the back like, "Oh, Fernando, Fernando," <laughs> and I just had to hold back a little bit, and then he'll, he'd he'd uh, come back on and we'd just crack on again. Really, it's quite. Do you awesome think he was thinking, on the limit? For, he was on the limit, but three fit pensioners, mate, You're going yeah, forty two ks an hour around if the lake—that is also, absolutely bet awesome.
1: Because he's old school, like he probably didn't eat hardly anything, so he was probably bonking massively towards the end. Because like some of the old school riders don't really know what to eat, do they? So he probably had like one gel for the whole five hours or something.
0: Yeah, well, they only had, I, I've only seen him uh, drinking a can of Coke. I had a can of Coke with them, and we had a little check with the chat uh, using uh, the Italian Google Translate. Oh, really? Because uh, we couldn't really speak to each other. I'll, I'll show you the picture of the three guys. It's them.
1: Oh, them boys. <laughs> so they Look like look they look love the guy them. in the middle. Is he the old one?
0: He's the I old only one. And he managed to do
1: 150 looked- k
0: he did 200 Ks with like 130 in my way that-
1: that's Junkyard dogs, mate.
0: Fucking hell. Um, but do you think it's impressive that he, that they did that?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. they heard someone's trying to set up camp in our garden. So they're just seeing them off.
0: Yeah. Um, so what did you want to say about Armor my wheels? Is there any update? Um,
1: well, basically uh, if anyone wants to come out for a course wrecking Thursday morning, let me know. I'm going to um, head out nine 30 from probably opposite where the, where the beach is, uh, like, you know, where the start is there. So, if you want to join me for about 100K route, then uh, just send me a message on Instagram.
0: Apart, apart from that, apart from like that like looking, looking forward fit? to it. When, when are you going to shave the calves?
1: Uh, I'll shave the calves probably on Friday or Saturday, mate. You don't want them growing back, do you? You want them, like, really smooth. You want to save them watts, don't you? So, uh, they'll do sure. that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to having a crack because last time we did an Ironman together, a proper one, South Africa, and we both probably had COVID for that, so we haven't really done a proper race. Dude, yet. I'm,
0: I'm so I'm so stoked that I can finally race again this weekend. That's also why I'm so nervous because I haven't done any other races in between. Um, I I can't flipping wait. Yeah, I like, can't I wait. just want to see where the level is at. I've been loving the training over the last four weeks. It was really really tough. Um, it was short, but it was really uh, high quality, and I just uh, can't wait. I think that as well. Hopefully. You want to see
1: what the level of everyone else is because you can't re- you you can see what results they're getting. But without actually being in the races, you never really know because was the course fast, were they in a pace line, was the swim short, how was the run, you know. So you see all these times, but it doesn't really, you you never really know how you would have done in it, do you? So it's, it would be quite good yeah. to see how it compares and a good like that, hit out before Kona.
0: That's one thing I, I hope in Almere, like a flat course. It looks like there's not going to be much wind, 12-metre draft zone, which basically means for some people six metres um including broadcast is motorbikes i just hope it's going to be a fair race
1: <laughs> sub eight for you mate
0: that's why i actually wanted to do Wales, but uh i'm having to, know, to do the battle racing. of the influencers
1: mate because that was supposed to be your battle and now it's down to me that's
0: why you've got a youtube video coming out right
1: yeah yeah got a youtube video coming out tomorrow so if you want to check on my program because you
0: had to qualify for the youtube battle so you had to do a, I had YouTube, to do video. a youtube
1: video because i hadn't done one within the last three months and For me to qualify for Battle of the YouTubers, uh, I had to get one out. So uh, there's one.
0: But to be honest, all the big hitters aren't going to Ironman Wales with regards to the Battle of the Influencers. They all pulled out. Scott Bevel's out. He's gone to CrossFit now. He's injured. Uh, I
1: saw he was running. He's strained his ligaments in his foot. So he's down.
0: Yeah. But he's into CrossFit now. Then we've got the big mods. He's over racing in the Netherlands. Who is? Uh, the big Mots. I
1: thought you were going the Big Mets a, uh, Big Mets or something. <laughs> big Mets was another one. He's doing an I Man the same day, but, Wales, he bottled Wales, then he's doing like Wisconsin. He? he did.
0: Um Yen bottled it. And, Would you call Jan uh, as an influencer then? Yeah, he's a proper influencer, man. Every post he does is like an app is an app for
1: what about Sanders? Sa- Sa- Sanders is uh, an influencer. There wasn't he like, Sanders he's on is, you, is
0: like He's the king, king He's of the influencing. King.
1: Like he could have made He's this race, king. couldn't he? Like it, him being there would be like a headliner, wouldn't it? You know, that's like if you. That, get w- the that would have been like,
0: the cherry cherry on the crown on his uh, career, I reckon. IM Wales' battle of the influences. Yeah,
1: next year, next year he'll have to come down for it.
0: <laughs> All right, um, is there? Have you got any sauna battles or something? I have like got a sauna
1: battle. Yeah, I'll All let right, you know. Brian. I've got it up there. So my sauna mm-hmm. battle story is this is a couple one as well so this one this morning i took my wife to the thermal baths claiming it would be a good for a day of relaxation so little did she know if i scoped out the opportunity for a junkyard dog sauna battle after some time in the baths i had hold on hold on hold on little did she know if I, i i i think he's meant to say little did she know i scoped out the opportunity for a junkyard dog sauna battle so this guy had an ulterior motive Gone to the thermal baths with missus, but he was actually there for a sauna battle. That was his. That was his main, his main aim. But he obviously wanted to get oh, some brownie yeah. points, so he took the wife to the sauna, to this baths as well. Said so after some time in the baths, I head to the sauna. It's empty. I lie, lay down on the middle shelf and get settled in, waiting for my prey to arrive. After about ten minutes, wow, that's a long time to wait, isn't it? Ten minutes in the sauna waiting for someone. Like, I'd be pretty cooked by that point. A guy walks in and sits on top of the shelf. Game time. It's on. I shuffle about and move to the top shelf so that it's even Stevens and settle in for the battle. So this guy was really taking it like, he was giving this guy a chance. Like normally if I see someone come in, they go to the top shelf. I'm staying where I am. I'm staying on the low shelf. and thinking like- Because
0: at first you want to see what the level is yeah. you've got in the room. Yeah. You don't want it because this, this is a bit like- That's like uh, if you overtook
1: someone running. Putting all the cards on the table. Like if you overtook someone running or, you know, if you did a race and started out hard, you know, real hard at the start and you don't know who's in there. You know, that's, you've shown all your cards at once. Yeah, So he's confident. That's showing confidence. A few more people walk in, but my attention is on this guy only. Mano a mano sauna battle. Just as things start to get tasty, someone throws some water on the stones. Or it's one of them ones, what we uh, cooked right up in Malaga. The finish.
0: It's not a finish sauna. He makes it uh, a steam
1: bath. And he breathed in the hot air. Bastard, I think surely my opponent is suffering as well so this guy was probably regretting his choices to stay on the top shelf
0: because you, once you've committed to the top you shelf can't move if down. you then sit down again that's a sign of weakness that that's a be. sign of weakness this yeah.
1: is a quick glance confirms my doubts he's shuffling about and he's sweating buckets at least three hours has gone by in the sauna since my competitor arrived now but the sand timer indicates just 25 minutes holy shit so he's been here 25 <laughs> minutes that's fucking That's a long time suddenly the door opens a lady pops her head in and waves at my opponent my savior he stands up and he leaves clearly deflated by the loss i can't stand up and leave yet but though.
0: but is that is that actually a win because he had to go he was
1: uh, yeah but he could have said called code. in could have kept code could have uh told her you know to make it look like it wasn't his fault that he lost you know if i'm not out by 25 minutes just come and get us you know um but yeah. I mean, it's still a it's still a win because you pick your opponent, and he wouldn't have known when he picked his opponent that the guy's missus was going to call him out after twenty five. You know, yeah. It's like if you're playing football at the park when you're a kid, if the mum, if you, if the other team's mums call them and tell them it's dinner time, you don't lose the match. Yeah, but you, you can't.
0: No, you can't. You can't then call it a win, right? Well, So you
1: wouldn't call it a win for this one? You'd say it's a draw.
0: Um, well, it's a slight win, but I wouldn't think that. I would say I would call it a bittersweet win. But, bittersweet. All oh, right.
1: So this guy says, "Give him
0: because you you have that guy didn't reach his full potential."
1: So he says, "He gives his time to walk away without seeing me, just so he knows how much stronger I was." So he waited him wait until he walked away. He says, "Ross won unknown sauna opponent zeros. Let's go." So you'd say that's a bittersweet win because
0: it's a bittersweet win because maybe that guy could have done fifty minutes, you don't know, but it was his wife that probably said, "Like, what are you doing? Like, you've been in here about for ages. You've been in here for ages. You set 10 minutes. Been 25 now. If you're not going, then uh who knows what's gonna happen. And I do
1: have one from a seg you know we said on the last podcast. Uh, segment.
0: Segment stealer. A
1: segment stealer. Yeah. So let me get this one. This is another one of uh quite an interesting one. This one was from Someone in Wales. So
0: basically the segment stealer goes on about Strava segments. If you want to take a Strava segments, you're doing it with a buddy or it's probably not a buddy if he steals the segment uh, and that would do something sneaky and then gets the segment instead of you or the two of you.
1: I didn't think this one sounded too bad, to be honest. I didn't think he sounded like too much of a segment stealer because I'll read it out to you and you can give me oh. your opinion. So, he says, got a short story for the segment stealers, mate. Not quite a Strava segment, but I know a lad who pulled a shocking steal at the long course weekend in Wales. So, this is this uh, long course weekend. I don't know if you heard about it, but they do an Ironman swim on the Friday. They do a 180k bike ride on the Saturday, and it's draft legal. So, you're allowed to draft on this bike ride on the Saturday. But if you're finished in the top 10 of the swim on the Friday night, it's in time trial format. So, you start the bike. So basically you ideally want to finish eleventh on the swim yeah. because then you with all the people on the bike and you can draft the shit out of each other. And then on the Sunday you do the marathon. Exactly. But some people just do one of the legs. So this, they might've just turned up for the bike just to do it. All oh,
0: right. So Fair he night. says
1: a group of five rode around together. Everyone was taking pulls apart from this guy sat on the back wheel for the whole 110 miles, chilling out eating jelly babies for fun. Then going up the famous heartbreak hill, heartbreak hill climb from Saundersfoot to Tenby. So this is in the Ironman one, a steep little bastard. This one's like 16%. And, and it's literally, you go up this hill and then you descend into Tenby, and that's basically it. You know, so this mm-hmm. is probably like a couple of miles from the finish. On the final push, this thief pulls to the front and drops everyone in the group like a dog on heat. Arms up in the air, waving to the crowd. Took all the glory. The boys were fucked from pulling all day and he smokes them across the line. His parents and things... His parents and friends think he's a hero. They think he's done all the work and a chuff for him. Never seen anything like it. Absolute fee for the year. What do you think? Wow. it's like Cavendish, oh, isn't well, it? Like, is that bad? You it is like cast.
0: Cavendish, but to be honest, at first you said like uh, I don't think it's that bad. But remember when we were watching uh that world cup in norway you had this spanish little rat that was like sitting in the whole time and we were literally screaming at the screen like i hope he gets popped he's not doing any work i hope he gets popped because if that guy would have come off the bike and then had a solid run you and i would have been he's a fucking rat oh yeah i'd
1: be pissed off someone did it to me so he's playing his cards i mean what about if he's too weak to do a turn you know like,
0: yeah. and, th- and then he does the well, sprint so at been, the end. Because but,
1: he did the sprint at the end, he's like showing that he was strong enough to do some uh, work, but he's been a bit of a rat.
0: Yeah, I, I'd say it's 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 radish because you're basically sitting in the whole ride, and every time you're doing like, no, 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 I can't take a turn, I can't take a turn, and then all of a sudden at the end, like you run off or you ride off, you sprint off. Is um if you're in the breakaway together, you have a, a, like a, a main goal is all together break away from the whole pack and get to the front, and win the race, to, and then sprint, like whoever is the best, yeah. right? I think that's fair, and everyone thinks that. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> but so you're you
1: thinking this guy's not got any morals then, because he's thinking, right, <laughs> uh, my yes. uh, my aim is to get far away from the group, but I really don't want to do any contribution. I just want to wait until the end and see what I can do.
0: Exactly, just free, 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 and as soon as the crowd comes. Dude, uh, do you know what happened to me in like races in... Uh, Uh, in like Ironman's is uh, I was doing like the whole ride on the front. You have this flipping leecher in your wheel. And then basically when you start, I had this in Texas. I've had this in, uh, uh, but in Texas, it was different. This is a a different story. Uh, I've had this in Switzerland. You've got these leechers in your wheel. You ride into town. And basically as soon as you ride into town and the crowds are there, they start to like overtake you and ride in the front. You're thinking like, you got to be flipping. Oh, is that what they do? Because they
1: want to look like they're getting all the, all the applause from the crowd.
0: Yeah. So then they're like, yep, yep. I'm off the front, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) And as soon
0: as you you get out of town, they're like, boom, gone again. Very
1: cheeky. So as soon as they get out of town, they just wait up, sit up a bit. So you come back through and turn them along.
0: It's crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I never realized people did that.
0: Dude it's absolutely pathetic. And they call themselves athletes. (laughs) How would you call that?
1: I would call that a bit of a rat, ratty technique, and not it? That's a bit, a bit of a rat bag. It's
0: a show rat, rat show. Um, anyway, that's it for this week. We haven't got a bullshit buster. We haven't got an Instagram post of the week. What about the Instagram but post we'll of the week?
1: Be... Ben Canute running uh, in full winter kit in Phoenix. No, that
0: was... that we, t- we spoke about it of a potential bullshit buster.
1: A potential bullshit buster because we want to see how he performs in Dallas.
0: So... Can you quickly uh, picture what's going on? Well, I saw this picture of
1: Ben Cano running in a desert. It looks absolutely scorching. And he's wearing tights. He's wearing gloves. He's wearing a hoodie or like a long sleeve running top. I don't know what it is. It looks quite thick, doesn't it? At the top. So it's a, yeah, lot, a yeah. thick long sleeve top and a hat.
0: And it's basically something I'd wear for skiing.
1: And then he posted on. Uh, like Instagram, a story of him in that kit. And it says a hundred Fahrenheit. And I'm like, holy shit, that's 37 degrees Celsius. And this guy is doing a run. God knows what he's doing, but he looks like he's running fairly quick, doesn't he? Like he's not messing around. He looks like he's running quick. In a hundred degree weather with a full winter kit on. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, is this a bullshit buster? I don't really know. Like, we'll see how he performs in Dallas. I mean, if he kills it in Dallas, then uh, it was obviously pretty sensible and I might do it for Kona. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, if but
0: I, I wouldn't himself. be able to do it because in in kona in like my thong i cu- i mean in kona in in dubai in my thong i couldn't even run you But know? you think if
1: you can if you just force yourself to do it and it works and then when you take it all off and you're on race day you're going to feel incredible aren't you because it's going to feel so much cooler
0: yes but also um uh, oh, would you deplete be... yourself of all like exactly sweat. if you if you sweat so much you de- completely deplete yourself uh and you can't really give it all on other sessions for example hit the powers on the bike or whatever because your heart rate is just so damn high because you are fully depleted so
1: you but but i guess uh it'd be interesting to see. i mean if he's doing the runs he must only be doing 20 or 30 minutes like that i I don't know i don't know we
0: don't know the program
1: but i I wanted to have a sauna battle this week but my sauna's uh down it's out of action because it wasn't getting hot enough so like i
0: i wanted a uh, to do a sauna battle on the camping with one of the uh, one of the people there basically it was a private sauna so you had to book it and it was fully booked for the next like four days so i can do it
1: that's a shame the sauna battle will have to wait
0: Son of battle, I'll have to wait. Mate, I'll speak to you next week. Good luck with all your uh, race prep this week. And uh, what course are you going to ride again in uh, Wales, if if you're going to ride there on Thursday? I might ride
1: the long course weekend instead of the Ironman one, just for the shits and giggles. (laughs) All right.
0: Good luck. See you.
1: See you. Bye.